friendly home for the young at heart. And so, Heavenly Father, we ask in the name of Jesus that you will do that which you and you alone can do tonight. We hand over the service to you again. Thank you for accepting our worship. Thank you for the presence of your spirit. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Before you take your seats, please, before you take your seats, please help me look for three people that you have never seen before. You've seen all these people around you before. Look for three people you've never seen before and just say hello. Introduce yourself. Greet them with the joy of the Lord. And then you can please take your seats. Just take your seats. Hallelujah. PFA. PFA, I need your help, please. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for... um, PFA, I need your help, please. (laughs) Thank you so much for making our time to come to church. I need your help here. So I need to preach with my laptop, but it's going to keep on shutting down or closing. So you need to do that thing. (laughs) All right. Um, I'm very um, very happy to be in church this evening and I'm going to try and speak for about 30 minutes that is difficult but I will try speak for 30 minutes and I want us to pray if it's your first time at LifePoint thank you for coming and um, uh, this is our first Thursday service after experiencing God and we try to make the Thursday services um, a bit more interactive but We'll see, we'll see how it goes, okay? We started a discussion about prayer um, some last Sunday. Um, and we started, I think, that whole discussion about how does God answer prayers. And I'd like to continue on that tonight. Um, help me ask the person next to you, does God answer your prayers? <laughs> Did they, if they said yes, can you just give them one prayer point now? <laughs> so I guess you can, no, because that's how the Bible says you prove a prophet by the things he says. He says the things that come to pass. But I'm serious. Will you please, and you know when we come to church, it's, the Bible says where the spirit of God is, there is liberty. So the Lord is that spirit. And so it means that when you come to a gathering of the church, you should lose inhibition. So I'd like you to really ask the person next to you, what, what one thing can I pray with you? I'm about to, so you, maybe you should start with saying, God answers my prayers. This is my name. My name is Tokwe Dikbo. I've been praying for the last 17 years. <laughs> Your daughter doesn't look like she believes you. <laughs> she, she, she wants another partner. And then tell them, would you pray for, and I'm, I'm serious, I want us to pray very quickly. Ask them this one thing I'd, I'd like you to pray for me about. And this is like, my God, this is why I don't like coming to church. But I want you to pray for them about one thing. They're going to tell you one thing, and you're going to pray with them about it. Tell them one thing, just one thing. If you don't want your father to pray for you, you can come. I can help you. She's looking very, you know, I have a prayer point. Pam, if, honestly, anybody who I can't see talking to somebody, then I know there's something wrong, and I'm happy to pray personally. Because <laughs> people are just like, never. I'm not sharing my heart, my deepest secrets with anybody. But just one prayer point, just one. Nothing, so... You don't have prayer points. <laughs> no, it's okay if they don't have prayer points. Then pray for them to have a prayer point. Just something like that. But 
It's very important. But then, in the minute or two, I'd like you to please pray for that person and pray for that thing. That they have asked. And you can laugh, you, can, you know, it sounds funny, but I'd like you to pray. I've been in the, I'll tell you why when we finish praying. But I'd like you to pray. I'd like you to pray. I'd like you to pray for that one thing the person has asked for tonight. I don't know what it is. I don't know what they said. They might have said in jest. They might have been serious about it. But I'd like you to pray for the person. I'd like you to pray for them. I'd like you. The Bible says once has he said it, twice have we heard that all power belongs unto you, our Father. Tonight we bring prayers before you about different things that our friends, our brothers, sisters have mentioned in your presence, Lord, answer our prayers. Father, we thank you. Because this is the presence of God, we declare that it is where miracles happen. We declare that it is where things happen. We declare it's where power is released to cause the will of God to be done. So we, we speak for the words. We declare nothing missing, nothing broken, that the will of God is established in the lives of our brethren. We join faith. We join faith tonight. And we agree. We declare it is done. And we declare so be it. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Gospel said amen. 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 Will you thank the person who might have prayed for you? They might have prayed their own prayer, but just thank them anyway. Thank them in faith. So I think a couple of years ago, it's, uh, okay. it's, about, it's at least 15 years ago. I was in a meeting like this. I remember it was at um, Anifowoshe Street in Victoria Island. And I remember the gentleman who was leading the meeting that day, Pastor Koke Koka, at the House of the Rock. And he said, look for someone that can pray. <laughs> so we all band, we all kind of, I think we're three. And I remember there's a friend of mine, I, I still tell her to it. And she said to me, I, want, I mean, I, did, I never met her. And she said, oh, I want a job. And that was her prayer point. And we prayed. And I remember she got that. So I, every time I see her, I tell her, you know I gave you this job. I, unless I prayed the job for you. Um, and, and so it's very important that people pray for him. I remember being in school, in the university years ago, my, my pastor then at the time saying, oh look, you must make sure that there's one person who is praying for you every single day. At least one person. If, if you're, you must just find the one person who is praying for you every single day. Okay? Uh, there's a home somewhere. Um, on, on, on the, behind me, so it's a bit distracting. Or you could play your keyboard louder than the hum. Then, <laughs> but you hear the hum too, right? Yes, it's very, fairly distracting. Okay, so last Sunday, we said, how does God answer prayers? We looked at Philippians chapter 4. Paul says, be anxious for nothing, but in all things, through prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. So it's a cocktail, okay? And you, you know what a cocktail is, right? You all know what cocktails are. You don't only drink Coke and Fanta. You know what cocktails are. We all drink non-alcoholic cocktails, but you know what a cocktail is. <laughs> okay. So it's a cocktail. So he says, take prayer. Because I said cocktail, now you're excited. Okay. <laughs> prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. It says, make your request known unto God. And he says, the answer that you immediately receive is peace. And he says, not just peace. He says, but peace that passes all understanding. And we explained that how 
that that peace then allows you to access the will of God. It provides you with clarity to understand the will of God. So one of the things I said on Sunday was that you don't stop praying when your peace arrives. You then start to pray. That's when your heart can hear God clearly. Um, the Bible says the kingdom of God is not meat and drinks, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And that's the will of God. So when you pray according to righteousness, when you pray according to peace or in joy, the uh, Bible says praying according to his will, we know that he hears us. So he, so he hears us. So it's important that you're praying out of peace. You're not praying out of what essentially is a heart that is anxious or burdened. And so we say that's one of the very first answers that God will give. The uh, Bible says in Isaiah that you will be led forth with peace. So peace is a leader when we speak about the weapons of our warfare. I did mention how the Bible says our, having our feet prepared uh, with, it calls it the, what does it put it? The gospel, the preparation that comes from the gospel of peace. You know, and I said how I always wondered what that meant until I was preparing for Sunday when I realized that the same way you don't go out into battle without your feet or your, your feet shod properly is the same way you really don't, don't do proper warfare or proper prayer without peace. Right? And so praying um, your, yourself into a place of peace until you get the answer of peace is extremely important. We said how much or how often should we pray ourselves into peace? And we said it's almost like how often should you take a shower? Right, if you live in the city like Lagos, you constantly need to be praying. It's just that, I mean, just driving into church this evening, they were trying to take a lot of peace away. It's like, it's a lot. At one point, I told Caleb, who was driving with me, just wind down, tell them, we're only going this way. We're not taking the road with us. We just, just let them in. You know, but, um, so peace is extremely important. Um, and, and it is illegal for a Christian to be anxious. Tonight, I just want to spend a bit of time, very quickly, <laughs> to talk about how God answers us with signs and with wonders. I read out of Acts chapter 4, verse 14 to 16. The Bible says, And seeing the man who had been healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. But when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, they conferred among themselves, saying, What shall we do to these men? For indeed, that a notable miracle has been done through them is evident to all who dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. Okay? I like how verse 14 reads. It says, And seeing the man who had been healed standing with them, they could say nothing, against it. If you go down to verse 29, then the church is, so this is a church prayer meeting that verse 29 uh, is taken out of. It says, um, uh, they're, you know, they're talking, they're praying and one of the things they say is, now God, look at or on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness we may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus Christ. So tonight, um, I want us to examine, you know, how does God answer prayers with signs and wonders? What are signs and wonders? When does God answer with signs and wonders? Is it only very spiritual people that God answers with signs and wonders? Is it only when we shout? Now, just 
some background. Signs are not an object. It's not, it's not an end to themselves, okay? So uh, it's like a signboard. Um, a signboard is not the destination, all right? Um, so they indicate that something is around, something is approaching, something is about to be encountered. They talk about an attribute of a person or a thing, but they are not, they are not the thing itself. So if you own a shop and you put a big sign up, you will feel very frustrated if people just gather in the hundreds around the sign but don't enter the shop. If you just stand for three hours, my God, what's, look at this signboard. It's really good. I never say, oh my, look at the calligraphics, look at the color. After a while, you probably just come out and remove the sign and like, you know, if you guys are not, but, but that's the same way. So your signs are meant to lead to something but not necessarily the thing itself, Okay. And wonders are just an exhibition of God's hand. It makes people marvel, will typically defy the laws of nature, the natural progression of things, the expectation of men. And so when we, when scripture talks about signs and wonders, I wanted to help put that in context. In fact, I think we read out of 1 Kings 18 last week, talking about Elijah and the encounter with the prophets of Baal. And that is signs and wonders. So if you remember the story, it's very simple. The man of God says, look, you 450 guys, they, they do have your prayer meeting. And they have their prayer meeting. Nothing happens. He says, oh, hang God. He arranges the altar, pours water upon the bull, and then fire comes out from heaven. Apart from people who come from Delta State, like Nene, most of us haven't seen that before. You know? <laughs> The jazz is not really strong in Lagos. Like, what do <laughs> My wife is also from the next place. Sorry? You're not from Delta, right? <laughs> okay, but fire from heaven, that's real. So just imagine Demelade is trying to make a point during choir rehearsals. So we're trying to explain, this is the song God wants us to sing. And not hearing. Demelade says, okay, fine. If you, don't, if, you believe, if you don't want to believe me, watch. Hosh, pash, fire. For the rest of the year, <laughs> the choir will be singing all. If I can even sing that song continually, that they will, yes, like this is what. So any song, any time they like come, say, "What song did you hear?" God said. <laughs> if I tell like this, God said, "We're not singing today." Yes, yeah, so it's not, no, we don't argue with you. But that's that's how powerful signs are. James chapter five, Bible speaks about another you know incident of signs and wonders. Says Elijah was a man of a similar passion as you and I. The Bible says he then prayed that there would be no rain and there was no rain in the land for three and a half years. You know how last weekend you guys were just looking at the water pouring, like, ah, oh, flood, 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 and posting on Instagram, ah, oh, my car, I can't see the tires. Oh my God, I can't see the bonnet. <laughs> I can't see the wipers. <laughs> the car has gone. <laughs> Small thing. So, <laughs> this prophet just showed up and just came into the prayer and said, little guys, hang on, hang on, hang on. It's, it's too much noise. That's it. No rain. Three and a half years. I'm going home. He didn't even tweet. He just said it. and went home. <laughs> then, you know, people are waiting. Ah, it lies. It's dry season. Don't worry. <laughs> and December, January. <laughs> and then they began to realize it's not a fluke. Then by six months, they're like, ah. Please go and call Dipo. Say, go and beg him. Say, you were the one that was mocking him. Go and beg him. Go and beg him. Then one year, they say, like, two years. <laughs> Every time the prophet came up, he would just split before he said something else. By three and a half years, 
Now, um, what provokes this kind of answer in prayer? And does God still answer like that? Or is it that when he feels like doing so, so just a sovereign act, he will then answer with signs? One thing that's important for us to know, church, is that the type of prayer you pray often defines the kind of answer you get. And I'm not going to be mechanical about saying so. And there are different types of prayer. So the same way it's difficult to divide water into its component parts. It's the same way you should really wake up and say, okay, this morning I'm praying the prayer of faith. Just praying prayer of faith. Oh, no, no, this evening is prayer of intercession. You, you, you need to understand how they work at different times. Well, the same way you don't take water and say, I'm just going to drink hydrogen now. It's hydrogen. Hydrogen is really good. Two parts. And then drink it. There's some oxygen. You don't do that. So as the Spirit of God leads you, you will find yourself in different parts of prayer. But the type of prayer you pray has a long way to find the kind of answers you get. The Bible says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. It's different from the casual, heartless, quote-unquote, prayer of someone who is not reconciled with God. So, um, let me, there's a very simple answer to this question about the answer of signs and wonders. Very simple. Very simple. So, prayer is a license, that's how I always used to say it, for things, certain things to happen on the earth. Prayer is a license for certain things to happen on the earth. So, is it true that there are certain things that God will not do on the earth except we pray? This is important. Because when you begin to understand the value or the importance of your prayer, of our prayer, in the scheme of things, it, it does take a different attitude to prayer. So prayer is not just something you do so that the day goes well. Ezekiel 22 and 30, Scripture says, So I sought for a man among them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land that I should not destroy it, but I found no one. And so, um, you understand that when God created the earth, he essentially handed it over to man. And so man, uh, God doesn't show up on the earth and do things. And so prayer, uh, most times, is us releasing or creating an avenue for the will of God to be done. And I'm going to this whole answer of signs and wonders. I'll come there, tie it up very quickly. So when we are not praying as Christians, on Sunday I talked about how the lack or the, the, the lack of desire to pray is a symptom of pride. Okay, when you read First Peter, just before he says, cast your cares on he does talk about the fact that um, you should humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. So when we are not spending time praying, it's, it is, you know, it is an exhibition of pride. You know this. So if I say Femi is proud, it's not just the fact that uh, Femi is speaking with an accent or that he's carrying shoulder. No. That one Maybe it's just like, maybe his shoulder is pinning him. Or, or he has been watching lots of TV. Or he's, you know, he wants to impress somebody. But 
real pride is when a man wakes up in the morning and refuses to reference his day, his life to God. That's real pride. The Bible says the fool says in his heart that there is no God. So it's like you going into a restaurant. As you walk in, it says, please sit. You sit. And the waiter just looks at you, looks at you. Just hold, hold on, sir. And, and goes off and starts preparing a meal. At some point, you're going like, what is it now? What's that? What's that about? I've not ordered. And sometimes it's like that with God and us. When we go off into our day, our year, our week, God is like, our chief. I've not ordered now. You're like, don't worry, God. Well, I, have this, I have this sorted. But when we don't pray, Sometimes it's actually the abandonment of our father's business. I'm going to the answer of signs and wonders, so just stay with me. So there's prayer released in different parts of the world, different places on the earth, which essentially allow for God's will to be done. Read Acts chapter 4 that we read earlier. They say, look, Lord, allow that signs and wonders be done through the name of your son, Jesus Christ. <sighs> okay, so it's, 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 I'll describe what I find from scripture to be the kind of prayer that provokes this, but I, I just wanted to, hallelujah. This is important to note that there are different types of prayer. So God's will in Lagos, as a city, has been um, ex- I, the, I follow me, can I have the other mic since um, we haven't sorted this out? It's been established by and somebody needs to pray for the technical crew. <laughs> Just pray for them so that thank you, follow. Thank you. Could we just make sure it doesn't happen on Sunday? And so God's will in Lagos, this one even has bars. I like this one. God's will in Lagos, sorry, I'm distracting myself now, but it does have bars. I can hear myself. Ah, it's not my real voice. Okay, where is that? God's will in Lagos is being provoked and being established by the prayers of certain people. God's will in this city. So there are people who, by their prayer, are allowing the will of God to be done in this city. What is the value of your prayer? And, and that's the first thing I need, to, I, need to, I need to put out on the table and then talk about the kind of prayers that God answers with signs and wonders. Help me ask the person next to you, what's the value of your prayers? What's the value of doesn't matter where they are, technical desk, multimedia, just ask them what's the value. When your prayer arrives in heaven, how do they, how do they, not just treat it, but how do they label it? <laughs> because I was saying on Sunday, you know there are people who call you, when you just see your call, <laughs> someone wants to obtain me again. This is, you know there's a money call. So there's a way where you greet the person. Pam, pam. <laughs> you remembered me today. <laughs> You know, there's a way you there's a way you even tell you you communicate to the person that you know that this is not this is not a that this is that you know there's some something you just say what what. <laughs> but there's even the expression. Some of you are polite because you are Christian, you're a member of Life Point, so you're polite. But it, it, but you can see your but there's an expression on your face. That you're answering the call. Hello, 
Hello? But there are calls that once they come through, if I don't, it doesn't ring once, the beep, you know, those are the calls of people who have promised you money. The people who are owing you money. Your boo, when the girl you had asked, would you marry me? What you just see, it does not even appear on your phone. Frank, I just see F, just pick it up. Yes, yes. Um, how does your prayer, what, when you're, so because, uh, and, I, and I'll tell you why this is important to put in mind. So it's not necessarily that the prayer of more spiritual people are attended to in heaven more quickly. But it is that when prayer goes beyond just the realm of needs and the things we want, when it goes beyond just the realm of casual conversation, I find that you begin to walk in a different realm. <clears throat> I put in my notes how that the language and the discussions in what I call the crutch prayer rooms are different from the ones in what I call the PhD level prayer rooms. And I'll explain what that means. When you go, when you go to a church with, uh, or you go to a school you know that the method of conversation in the crash, in fact, in the very first class, they tell them, don't even wear school uniform. Just come. Because they know that if they try to make the babies wear school uniform, they, they may not even come to school eventually because all hell might break loose. Even when they come, they're going to soil it. So just tell them, just let them work. So sometimes when I go and drop my daughter in school, I see these children in, in, the, in, Muff, in Mufti. Yeah? And, but the, even when they then gather, the discussion is different in the morning. The teacher is first trying to get them awake. <laughs> you know? Say, hey, hey, how are you? In fact, sometimes they want to sleep. You just, say, just sleep, don't worry. Don't. As far as you're not crying or wailing, you can even sleep all day. As far as you're alive and your parents can return you to your parents well, it's no problem. Just say they won't sleep. Ah, family is sleeping today. That's fine. It's no problem. When you move to primary, what's it? Is it discovery? What do we call it? Discovery. Please. You can't sleep anymore. In fact, if you start to sleep from 8 o'clock, tell your parents, this child doesn't want to learn. <laughs> and the language is different. They still use songs to teach you. Oh, you know. When you come in the morning, you go around in a circle, they do games. Then they introduce things like arithmetic. <laughs> times table. Let's call it times table. Multiplication table for the more uh, posh people. But we still call it times table in my day. Sorry. Um, and it progresses. And by, by the time you're in primary four, you realize that this education thing is a fraud. It's not fun. They just, <laughs> they're even beating you in class, you know. You can't, you don't know it, huh? You know, and by the time you get to secondary school, it's a contest. Then they give you things like further maths, the Y, the X, and all that stuff. <laughs> Let's find the X. But the conversation is different. And so it is I dare say with prayer. And again, I say this. The distinction is not that the people are more spiritual. But it's that when you go to the crash prayer rooms, it's the one where the prayer is still religious. It's still, Lord, I just want to thank you for today. Thank you for my family. Bless us. Keep us. Forgive us for sin. And there's, it's, it's good prayer. It's not bad at all. It's like, but, um, but I said earlier, there's, 
the different weights of prayer, and I, and I, I, would, I, I would just point out what it is. <laughs> In prayer, we solve for the will of God on the earth. And I find, as I look through scripture, that the prayers that God will answer with signs and wonders will typically be those that are linked to the establishment of the kingdom of God. I, I'll explain what that means. Someone is really like, oh my God. So you mean in my life, no signs? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you very quickly. In Matthew 6, as Jesus teaches how to pray, that phrase, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Then it's followed by the phrase, give us this day our daily bread. When he goes down in Matthew 6, he begins to speak about what I call the priority of the kingdom. So he says, look, do not even worry about your needs, the things you will eat, drink. He says, no, 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 relax those things. He says, God has got those things. Verse 32, he says, for after these things, the Gentiles seek. He says, for your heavenly father knows you need all these things. Verse 33 says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. So one of the prayer, one of the things I find with prayers that God answers with signs, I'm going to give you a couple of examples, is selflessness. Is when the prayer goes beyond. Now, last Sunday I said something that is very important, how that there are certain people who say, oh, I'm very spiritual, people are very spiritual, we're apostolic intercessors for global impact. I don't pray for myself. I don't. I said, you're running a big challenge. You need to pray for yourself. Please tell the person next to you, you need to pray for yourself. Then I'm not deceive yourself. <laughs> okay, you need to pray for yourself. It's very important. But then your prayers cannot stop there. So there's a way, you know, James chapter 4 says, you ask and you do not receive. He says, because all you're asking for is that you may spend it on your own pleasures. You would find that Jesus refused. The one time he would refuse to do signs and wonders is when the devil says to him, we're at Jerusalem, people are gathered. It's time to show them that you are king of kings and lord of lords. Just from the very top of this temple, jump down. And let's show them some supernatural manifestation. Let them know who you are. And, and I say this, so if the reason you are praying for a thing is so that you can show them, there might be a slight challenge. And Jesus refused to do anything about that. So the priority of the kingdom. So I find that the prayers that God answers with signs and with wonders are typically those that are linked to the performance of his will on the earth. And God's will is bigger than a need. Your needs are important. Matthew 6 says, God knows that you need these things. But you find that there are actually people on the earth. I said something earlier, and I just want you to remember this. There are people, so what is happening in the city of Lagos, God's will, is being facilitated by the prayer of certain people. Let me ask somebody, what is your prayer holding? What is... So what is your prayer? What, what's your prayer? What's your prayer dealing with? Seriously, let me ask them. Let them 
What's your prayer, Nene? What's your prayer dealing with? <laughs> and this has nothing to do with your age, spiritual CV. It's just an understanding of the work of God on the earth. I like Luke, Luke chapter 2, I think. It spoke about two people. As a gentleman called Simon, a lady called Anna. For Simon, scripture says that when Jesus' parents brought him into the temple, Simon says, look, I have been, for lack of a better word, I've been monitoring this in the spirit. He says, now I can go. You read my, Luke chapter 2, it says there was a man in Jerusalem whose name is Simon or was Simon. And this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And so he came by the Spirit into the temple. It goes on and on. But what I like about him, and then there's another lady called Anna. The Bible says she had been serving God by prayer and fasting in the temple. And when Jesus came, she was like, she recognized him. What I liked about those people was that they recognized what God was doing on the earth. And so, essentially, Simon was like, oh my goodness, I've been praying about this. I've been praying about it. I'm going somewhere with all of this. Uh, First Peter talks about, it says the prophets began to check to see where the spirit of God within them was, was, um, thank you, Caleb, was pointing to. Now, this is where my question, and this is where I would like us to, so we can pray. Is my prayer tracking the work of God on the earth? When God guarantees, or Jesus guarantees the exhibition of signs and wonders to the church, it's in the business of establishing the kingdom of God. Um, Matthew 16 Verse 20 says they went everywhere preaching. It says the Lord walking with them and confirming the word with accompanying signs. When you read that same Matthew 16, the fact, you know, when he, he given what we call the commission, he says, Go on to, into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. He who doesn't believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow them who believe. And he begins to say, this is it, church. There's a prayer that understands God is walking on the earth. I'll try and describe it, a bit of that prayer very quickly. But it understands that God is walking on the earth. It says, God, what are you doing in the city of Lagos? What are you doing in my generation? What are you doing in my industry? What are you doing in my family? That is very different from the prayer that says, Lord, these are my needs. The prayer that says, Lord, these are my needs is a genuine prayer that must be prayed. But I'm saying to you that there is another prayer. In Matthew chapter 6, I do believe that there is a priority in that prayer. Those, I think, are primarily the prayers that God will... Because what happens is that signs and wonders track the work of God on the earth. When we read 1 Kings chapter 18, the one where the prophet calls fire down, the context is that he's actually trying to cause a national revival. He's not just saying, oh, I've been telling you, I'm a man of God, right? 
I've been telling you about a man of God. You don't believe because I wear jeans. I've been telling you guys, right? I've been telling you. No, I've been telling you since. Call all your prophets. Now, I can't take this anymore. I can't take it. Call all your prophets. Let's see. No, that's not it. He says to them in the preceding verse, he says, choose you this day whom you will serve. If God is God, let's serve God. If Baal is God, then we will serve him. It's within the context of trying to establish the kingdom of God that we begin to see signs and wonders. Hebrews 2.4 says, God also bearing witness both with signs and wonders and with various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his own will. Ah, so, there is something about our prayer and, and this is where so intercession is important. I believe and I want to encourage us as a church but at every point in time in your life as a Christian you must have at least one thing one thing that is bigger than you that is outside of you that you are praying about for the establishment of God's will. I repeat, if I can, it's a long sentence. <clears throat> but that at every point in life, in time, in your life as a Christian, you must have one thing that is bigger than you outside of you that you are walking with God about in prayer. So, I don't, I, and, and, and because that is where your heart is fierce. To, that's where you would see signs and wonders. That's where you would see signs and wonders. I believe that as a Christian, you must spend time praying for the spread of the gospel. You, you, you must realize that that is one of the greatest tasks that the church has been given. And you must realize that the devil does not stand waiting for that to happen. Who can pray this type of prayer? Because it's what it is, is, is sustained intercessory prayer until we have evidence of the manifestation of the will of God. It's not just, Lord, I pray for Lagos, 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 Lagos. No, no. It's the kind of prayer where you spend time and just talk. So, um, I was in, I went, for, I went to camp, uh, camp. I've not been there for years. I went and said I would go in retreats. How can I be a pastor? I've younger than retreats for years. <clears throat> Off you go. So I went to camp. One of the things that we did in camp, or I did in camp, we went on the sound tour of a house that Pastor Deboe used to live in. Nice house, a small house. And then they showed us this is where the man of God used to lie down. We looked at the bed. Ah. Put the big sign, don't touch, don't lie down. Because <laughs> they know some of us will lie down. And so what was interesting, <laughs> what was interesting now I was gonna lie down. I said, I don't do that. I'm lucky, I'm a lucky Christian. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, except he told me to lie down. Then I would have left. But one of the things they then showed me, guys, as you design your house, ladies, you design your house, then there's like a prayer chamber. The man had a prayer chamber attached to his bedroom. So it's like, a, you know the way you say, this is my walk-in closet. Look at all my shoes. <laughs> he had a walk-in prayer room. You know? He did. Rug. And the lady was taking out of the tour. This is the prayer room. Pastor Debo, you know, used to pray for him. One time, he prayed here yeah, 36 hours. <laughs> Said, <"Oshé>, no worries. <laughs> then they let us go in and pray. That was fun. But, uh, children of God, you, you and I know that 36 hours is too much to pray for your own needs. Uh, there's nothing you can need in life. 36 hours. 
Are you a country? <laughs> what 36 hours? What is happening? <laughs> it doesn't matter who you want to marry. If after one hour of prayer, God has not released her to you, you should move on. <laughs> but I and and it wasn't like Pastor Deboe was telling. It wasn't it? Pastor Deboe is a very humble person. I use his example just to let us understand that what God is doing in our city, in our nation, is not happening just because it's happening. It's happening because there's people who are there are people who are contributing to the establishment of God's will. And I'm not saying spend 36. If you can, please do. Please do. But where's your 20 minutes? Where's your 10 minutes? Where's your one hour? I, you know, so growing up, they taught us different types of prayer. I inv- I've invented a new type of prayer. I, I invented a prayer, but I put a new tag. And I, tell, I talk about it more on Sunday, but I talk about it. And I said it's a prayer of interrogation. I'm going to tell you what it is. <laughs> Just realize. Because I find, and I've been saying this for years, that there is a prayer where you are asking God, Lord, what are you doing on the earth? And if the earth is too big, Lord, what are you doing in the city of Lagos? I remember one day I was leading prayers here. There was a vigil, elevation church. And I said, one of the reasons a lot of us cannot pray in faith for our country is because we don't even have an understanding of what God is doing. Because the Bible says faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. You have received no word. You have no faith, so you can't pray in faith. So I say, pray for Nigeria. I say, I pray for Nigeria. I pray, Lord, Nigeria, Nigeria. And God is saying, my child, what is it? You're just shouting. After a while, you just default to tongues. Just pray, 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 pray. <laughs> you know, I break corruption. I break, and you're like, and God is like, hey, hang on, this is what I want to say. No, hang on, God. Let me tell you what you should do. And you just go. And so you have no faith in the prayer that you pray. So signs and wonders, and it's not just national issues, it's state issues. Some people's family, some people is your streets, some people is the company that you work for, some people is your lineage. Some people is your local church. That is where science, see, and trust me, uh, we'll talk on Sunday, I'll talk about, I might mention the prayer of deliverance. There are times in your life when you need God to show up and he will show up with signs and wonders. But in the real picture, where God wants to, he's like, I've got you covered. I'm, I've got you. But it says, prayer is more than just, Lord, me, myself, my wife, my children, and our dog, Billy. No. He's saying, when you look at, how do I describe? So, the, and my time is up because we need to pray. But when you look at Lagos, uh, Lagos is a city. Yeah? There's a geographical entity surrounded by water, as is very obvious sometimes. But more than this, there is also Lagos as a spiritual entity. And there's every, every year, the city changes. So there's business, there's commerce, there's the hearts of men. You think people in Lagos are just busy for nothing? No. I, I personally believe that just the chaos in our city. Sometimes, you know how when you just finish dealing with Lagos and you're too tired to do anything else? Sometimes you can't even go to church. Sometimes you just in your office, you just stand, you just check the map, traffic everywhere. I ain't going to church. I'm not going to do this. 
And so sometimes, even just sitting with God and understanding what is happening in my city. Do you wonder about whether souls have been won in this city or not? And so, so I'm just saying, this start, and for some of you, it's not Lagos. So God will tell you, when you want to start praying, but he said, no, 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 hang on, hang on. I didn't, no, 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 hang on. I didn't, that's not your business. And he'll say to you, the fashion industry. For some of you, he will say, ah, it's education as a sector. This evening as I prepared, you know, we like it when, when it says the soul. When God said to the Israelites, everywhere the soul of your feet touched, I would give to you for an inheritance. And I realized that a lot of Christians are not coming into their inheritance because they're refusing to pray beyond themselves. I'll tell you what it is. Because when you go into intercession, one of the things that you do is that you essentially put your feet down in certain places. <sighs> so I was talking about the prayer of interrogation. Yes, my time is up because I wanted us to pray. The Bible says, so you're asking God, Lord, what are you doing? How are you? So, you know, when you meet your real friends, your real friends, it's not just casual conversation. So you say, Nene, how are you? Nene, what of that thing you told me that time? And then we say, I said, no, I'm sorry. Say, what about that boy? The one I said was disturbing you in the office. Felix, Abby. How is he? Is he still coming? To, yeah, he's still nice. He comes and they don't give him face. Because so, you know that, you know that the Demilade likes you. And I like Demilade for you. You know? And he said, hey, yeah. So you have a, <laughs> you have a, <laughs> no, no, it's an example. Though. Don't, 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 don't get yourself, hey, I've been talking about pretty serious things. So you didn't say anything. But you know how, and then when the person is not responding, but ah, talk to me now. We are beyond this conversation of you, you want to understand what is really in their hearts. Real prayer says to God, what, what is really in your heart? That's, that's for me is real prayer. Um, I'm not going to talk about prophecy, prophecy tonight because it is quite late. But I'm, I, was, I would try to talk about it on Sunday. I'm worried that we're a generation without prophecy. I'm worried that we're becoming a generation without prophecy. Whether it was the prophecies that were handed over to us by the fathers in the faith or the ones that God has given us, I'm worried that we're becoming a generation without prophecy. That is important because prophecy allows you to pray God's heart freely. You're not, but we'll talk about that on Sunday. Tonight, I just wanted to, to say, I, God answers prayers with signs and wonders. But I find that those prayers are typically prayers about his business. Prayers about his business. Um, I have uh, two kids. My daughter, the youngest one, is turning nine. And uh, over the last two years, one of the things I have then started to do when I get home is sometimes I say to her, but you didn't ask me how my day was. Yeah, because sometimes... It's okay for me to come, you know, and try and say, oh, my day was fine, daddy. And uh, uh, this person just came to class today and just, you know, talk, talk, talk. I'm like, okay, fine. But do you, do you know how my day went? So sometimes you try and bring them into that place of thinking. Well, and sometimes when we show up in prayer with our baritone voice, our Chinese tongues, Lebron, 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 God, Lebron, my shoes, Lord, my shoes. They've almost finished in that shop. <laughs> It's your needs. It's you and God. You understand how you rule. But God is, 
Tell the angel, just tap her for me. He said, I'm really concerned about what he said. No, Lord. I'm now 25. Lord, I agreed with you. 1942. I must be married by 1421. And God is like, I know. God is, said, no, no, Lord, let me tell you. Let me finish telling you. I've not poured out my heart yet. Because God says, okay, fine. Just take the next step. Just talk. Just talk. You talk. You talk. You talk. You quote scriptures. He says, I know. I wrote those scriptures. He says, yes. But he says, oh, God, just talk. You talk. You talk. You talk. I need, an, I need a new iPad. Lord. And Lord, you so bless my pastor too. I bless the rest of the church. In the name of Jesus. Um, what have I not prayed for? Oh, Lord, my cousin, she's traveling. She's traveling. Let her travel well, safe. Lord, let her not forget the Brazilian week that she's bringing. You know, you pray and pray. And God is like, okay, now you're finished. Can I tell you what is on my heart? You say, in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> and now you head out and say, I pray today. Oh, my God. Ah! Even my neighbors knew that I prayed. I prayed. Ah, no, no, I prayed. I prayed. Ah, signs and wonders will follow me. <laughs> um, God is not raising irresponsible children. I want us to, I, I just would love to cultivate that understanding of intercession, sustained intercession. And it's not about spiritual people. It's a deal you make with God. It's where you even come to God and say, God, can I look after this for you? And he says, no, no, don't worry. Let me, he said, this is the word I want to look after. Some of you, God will give you countries to pray for. Some of you, it's people. And I'm not saying here now, you're not take one sister and say, hey, Lord, I want to take care of this sister in prayer. <laughs> That's not what I mean. No, 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 don't, don't listen to prayer because she will now wake up every morning feeling soulish prayers. That's, she'll be seeing you in a vision. No, no, that's not what I mean. God will sort you out. God will sort you out. But for, there's so much, there's so much that God is doing on the earth. He says, I look for a man. And you know, sometimes we tell ourselves we want to be perfect first. I want my tongues to sound like Nene's tongues. You know, sometimes when Nene is praying, people are praying, sometimes you stop and you just look in admiration. <laughs> you just, sometimes you feel, ah, no, I'm a learner. No, this is not. <laughs> sometimes the way the tongues will even just change. You just stop. You're like, it can't be the same God we're praying to. <laughs> so my own tongues are still very elementary. La, la, la. Sometimes the way they join the scripture together, the Old Testament new, they not enter Greek. You're like, ha! <laughs> Say, no, I can't. But God says, I want to give you stuff. And the picture I had in my mind, that phrase was, wherever the sole of your feet will touch, I will give as an inheritance. And so there are people who, you know, God has been prompting you. Once the prompt you pray about something, your mind is like, what concerns me in my, I'm looking for, I'm still trying to hustle into the significance. I only have five followers on Instagram. I'm just trying to maintain myself. Say so I should pray for just, what is just? Or I should pray for, what, why, why? shepherd of our souls we handle so we'll pray for 10 minutes and I'd like you to I know, an, I know you've never prayed it before it's just talk to God Lord, what what can I take hold of in the place of prayer for some of you you're super spiritual you already have prayer projects with God you're captains of industry already in the spirit that's good good way to start that prayer is to pray in the spirit. The Bible says there's a spirit. It says he searches the deep. 
So when you pray in the Spirit, it's a joint venture with the Holy Ghost. It's a joint venture with the Holy Spirit. And he begins to tell you of things which are things which are to come. He begins to tell you of times and of seasons. So someone just asked God, Lord, what time is it? What season are we in? Someone needs to say, Lord, what might I look after on your behalf on the earth? So when he says, occupy till I come, it's not all of just a physical possession. There is in the place of the spirit, there's the release of spiritual power. The Bible says that Moses will do a sign those who were in the courts of Pharaoh will do a sign. But they got to a place where they could no longer follow the signs uh, that Moses was doing. There's a need for spiritual power to be released on the face of the earth. Selflessness. Where it's not just about you and your pain. I know you carry some pain, but it's bigger than you. It's where you're saying, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done on the earth as it is in heaven where your prayer is licensed for the performance of the counsel of God on the earth. Signs and wonders follow those who are about the establishment of our Father's kingdom on the earth. Thank you for listening to a message from the LifePoint Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash LifePointNG.